Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good evening, good day, whatever time it may be that you are hearing the sound of our voices, we are so grateful that you have joined us through the airwaves and in the midst of cyberspace. God is an awesome and an awesome and an awesome and an awesome and an awesome, awesome God, hallelujah, that he would provide all different types of platforms to allow his children to share his good news, and that's what the gospel is. It is the good news that God loves us and desired a relationship with us, and it is an incredible thing to embrace that and to just mm, just marinate in the love of God. I want to welcome my two great co-hosts with us this morning, the awesomely beautiful Miss Tanya Clark Roberts and the incredibly funny Mr. D.L. Henry. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, beautiful? I'm awesome. How are you? Awesome. We're good. Good. What's going on with you, Mr. Henry? Hello. Hello. I'm just playing with y'all. Good morning. How you doing? Praise the name of God. I had it for a minute. I know I see him. Where is he? (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. How is everybody doing? Lord, I tell you, God is good, isn't he? Yes, he is. All the time. Good. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, ain't no need to complain. It ain't going to help nobody. Then again, don't nobody want to listen. No, they don't. They really, really don't. They'll ask you how you doing. You can say dying, and they'll be going, "That's nice." And keep going. They're not even giving you a response. Yeah, amen on that one. Okay. How are you? I'm dying. Okay, that's good. Praise the Lord. Uh huh. Hey, keep it moving. Yeah. So why even bother? Anyway, so Miss Tanya asked me this morning if we were on. I said, yes, we are. I said, we're just going to wing it. So she came up with the topic, and I really oh, love Lord. it. Oh, Lord. I knew. Said, I, when I read the topic, I said, that don't even sound like Colette. That, that sounds like uh, <laughs> I said, but I'm praying anyhow. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. Lord. Well, pray, sir. Pray. Pray, touch. 
please pray, Chuck, because we need it, especially with this topic. The topic is God's commandment is to love, but how easy is it really? So we need a lot of prayer on that one. Yes, you we got that right. You got that right. So, Ms. Kenya, I'm going to let you open up the floor on this one since this was in your heart and in your spirit this morning. I know you got something. You know what, Taylor, I, I want to say to you, I love you, and Dee, I just know I love you. My first subject is, um, the reason why I brought that up is because of this reason. You know, ever since we've been on the show the last time talking about Black Lives Matter and we were talking about Tay-Tay, and we were also talking about how he prayed for the police officer. So if you remember last week, I said, I started doing that. Well, I was on the track the other day, got on, um, getting ready to run, and I seen a police officer, as I pulled into the park, he was in front of me. Well, I had dark tinted windows, so... He's kind of hit on his brakes and made me, but I had to go, you know, where to go. Oh, I was getting ready to go park at. And I noticed that he turned around. Well, by the time I got my headphones and get my phone and everything together, I look up. He's, like, right in front of me, almost blocking my car. So I'm wondering, what is he doing? So I figured, you know, he's probably running my tags or, you know, how they do things, you know, to make sure everything's on the up and up. So instead, when I got out of the car, kind of looked at me, and I waved to him, and what I did is, I went over by the car, and I made him have to roll down the window, okay, now we're talking about this, the big bubba, you know what I'm saying, looking like spitting Shaq Shaquille O'Neal in a small Corvette, and what I did, I knocked on his window, and I said to him just like this, hey officer, do you mind if I pray for you, and he looked at me, sure, and I began to pray. Pray for him and his family, and pray that he made good choices as a police officer over our lives, and that he would not allow himself any prejudice or anything to come against his decisions when he's out there being in the law. When I got done, Elder, he looked at me, and he was red, flushed with amazement, and he said, thank you so much. That was that one. Then the other day, my husband and I were in a restaurant, and I ordered something, and they said it, they, didn't, they, it, they didn't have it. So I just happened to look over because there was a Caucasian lady, a vanilla lady sitting across from me at the table. So I just politely went over there and sat down in front of her. How you doing? I said, could you tell me what that is? She said, oh, the tater bites. I said, you mind if I have one? She said, sure. Mm. So I, I, I ate one. I said, well, let me introduce myself to you since I'm eating your food. My name is Tanya. She said, I'm Kathy. And we begin to talk and share each other certain things about each other. So what brings you here, Kathy? I'm just waiting on a couple of my sons. They're in Bible school right now. I'm just waiting on them to come out. I said, oh, what church you go to? And we shared information. But let me just say this to you. I already felt in my spirit that this shit was kind of off balance. Because this was new, okay? Here you are. You had a chocolate woman in front of you. You had a chocolate woman asking, can she have a piece of bite of your food? And as I began to sit, Elder, and I went back to sit with my husband, the Holy Spirit ministered me and said, I want you to ask her a question. Out of all the commandments, what's the greatest one? 
the ball and said, I really needed this. I really needed this and began to cry. Now, what I didn't understand is you still didn't have my money, Lord. You still didn't anything. But I want you to know something. I don't know if the reason why the Lord told me to do that because it was more for me or for her, but I believe it was for us both. And what the Lord told me is you showed her an act of compassion and kindness. And all I'm saying is that's when he brought up the commandment again to me. One of my greatest commandments is to love. But how is how easy is it really when you have to truly show it? And that's just an open question on the floor today, Elsie. You know, um, it's very, very interesting, the the three different analogies you gave, because it it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes to your obedience to God, but it also speaks volumes to our mindset um, that we so often will take on. And that is, oh, Lord, yes, you know, you want me to pray for somebody? Sure, I'll do that. I'll, I'll share your word with somebody. But when it comes to my money or my family or whatever, your question is so poignant. How easy is it really? Because in your mind, it was like, oh, no, I'm not sharing love here because she owed me money. I applaud your obedience to go back when God sent you back. But it is so profound that, you know, even someone who is on the level that you are in obedience to God can still have that shift in their mindset and forget that even in business, God still has to be first. And and we still have to show love even in the midst of situations like that. That's, That's amazing to me. I mean, like I said, and again, I'm so grateful for your obedience to God to do what he told you to do. We so often in all that we do, we say we put God first, we say we love God, we say this, that, and the other, but we will conveniently take that little God factor out of a situation, take the God love characteristic out of a situation when it suits us. And that's, you know, I mean, that, like I said, it it speaks volumes to your question because it's the truth. You know, oh, yes, I love everybody uh, until you piss me off. (laughs) I I, I say it, Elder. Say it. Say it. It's the truth. I'm going to tell you, I I got something different from it, uh, from what you were saying, just from my crazy perspective. I realize that you have a problem, Tanya. You got a sweet tooth. Because all the people you are referring to with some type of flavor, vanilla and chocolate. So I'm praying for this sweet tooth that you might have in your spirit. I have never, ever heard anybody refer to people as flavors. She said I sat beside a vanilla woman, and I was sitting, and she was sitting in front of this chocolate, this woman. So, Father, we is praying for this woman's sweet tooth or whatever she is dealing with in her spirit with these flavors. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to tell you something, D. I love you for that because I'm going to tell you something. When I had to work in customer service, I began to have to learn a more creative way because I used to have a problem if, if, a, if a white woman said, 
okay, you, 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 you more of a caramel with a hint of uh, mocha. Okay, wait, I promise you, Dale. I was thinking she was caramel. I promise you, for real. She ain't trying to use more caramel than anything.
And as I was writing that, I, I mean, he just really, really profoundly dropped it in my spirit. How many times does he show forth his love to us and we reject, we, we reject it, we ignore it, you know what I'm saying? We push it aside. But he still yet every single day loads our day up with blessings and benefits. He continues to love us in spite of ourselves. And when we get that in our spirit, I think that helps us to embrace others. I, I absolutely know the one thing that helps me get over myself <laughs> when I'm dealing with somebody else is the realization of how imperfect I am and how much God has to yet still on a daily basis forgive me of. So that keeps me very, very humble, <laughs> first of all but it also keeps my mind in a certain perspective when I was dealing with somebody else. You know, we never know what someone has gone through in the course of their day, what they've experienced, what loss they may have suffered, um, what hurt and pain may be within them that causes them to react to or do what they do. Anytime you find somebody that's just embittered and no matter what, they're negative, there's never anything good to say, you know, you say, oh, my God, the sky is beautifully blue. Yeah, but this don't rain. I can, I can just tell this is some rain is coming. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, I, I used to laugh about my grandson and say the sky is too blue, the grass is too green. It's like, you know, if there's something to find that was negative, he would do it. You know, and, and I remember, and I used to tell him that, and I used to tell him, you know, you got to practice finding the good. You know, you got to practice that because it seems to be your inherent nature just to find the bad. And he realized as he got older what I was saying to him, and I'm like, that negativity pushes people away, pushes people away. You can feel it. You wear it like a, a suit. You know, um, anytime you come in the room, it's just like, oh, here we go. You know, before you even open your mouth, it's like a person's mindset is always in that place of it's going to be something negative, this is going to be an issue, there's going to be an attitude, da, 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 da. You know, but he has worked on getting better with that. And, and so I believe that because of the love that we show to other people, it enables them to first and foremost see you know, they're, where they're at. You know, like you said, everybody you prayed with had an experience because you prayed for them or because you share the love of God. It, it, it's contagious. It really is. And especially when it's somebody that they know they've wronged you. They know that they've dogged you out. They know they talked about you behind your back. They know that they took the dagger and pulled it way back and stuck it in your back. You know what I'm saying? They know this. And for you to continue to love them, the word is real. The word says it heats hot coals of fire on their head. Now, Please hear me, that's not why we do it, <laughs> so that we can heap coals of fire on people's head. But yet and still, that's what happens when we decide to love someone through, in spite of. I know how I was when I was going through with my marriage, and, and I would be like, Lord, you got to get me out of here because mm, this ain't cool. And he would tell me, just love him through. And my response, my response to God was, that's your child, you love him. I want out, okay? Yeah, so, you know, we yes, all have, I understand. Yes. We, we, we've all gone through those periods and times in our lives, but 
you, you, your question was, how is it? How easy is it really when we recognize and understand how much God has loved us? It's not hard to love somebody else. It really isn't. Because had it not been the loving kindness of God that drew us to him, where would we be today? Literally, where would we be today? Man, that's that's powerful right there, Elder. And I'm going to tell you something, because I even, you know, um, it's, it, when I said how how easy is it really, and just like what you're saying, it still comes back to the point that it's not easy for a lot of us. And I truly believe the reason why the world is in such a catastrophic state right now is because we have not shared love. See, what we do is we put ourselves in a box and we judge accordingly to how we want to love. I'm only going to love these people in my circle. Um, you're, you're gay. I can't love you. But see, God, what people don't realize, God never commanded us to judge. He commanded us to love. How come you can't love a gay person? Nobody said you had to love his sin. But how come you can't love them? What's so hard? It doesn't, because the color of our skin or our hair is a certain way, and it's just really sad because if you took us and slashed all of us, we're going to bleed the same color. And that's what people got to understand one thing. If we, trust me, if if they had to line us all up in different colors and said they were going to shoot us all, we would all exude the same fear. It doesn't matter what color we are. So, again, that's what I feel, Elder, and the reason why I brought it up, because it can go even deeper than that. That's what's wrong in our churches now. We're shutting people up and sitting people down, and we're not even telling them why. Because we're looking at them, and we don't like the way sister such and such um, dress is short or such and such and such. I just don't get that, Elder. That's why I show Miss Bethany, okay, where you can truly go, because I promise you that church is full of love. Mr. Henry, what what well, you got? Well, right again. I was just I was just waiting. I was waiting. Jesus. Jesus. You better shut up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? I was just dealing with um, something like this. It's so funny. I guess from a different point of view, I was asking myself, God, do you love these folk more? then you love me because these folks have done me wrong and it seems and it appears that they are being mm. blessed beyond measure. Mm. So what is really going on in it and it's hard when you look at someone that has done such uh, catastrophic things that has affected your life and others in your life so much. And so you say to yourself, what's really going on? And God had to remind me it has nothing to do with love. If people follow principles, then they're going to get the results of the principles that they follow. You could be the biggest hellraiser in the world, but if you if you bring your tithes and do that, guess what? You're going to reap the reward of that. Hmm. Uh, you know, I think about rich people. They ain't a bit more studying God. Some of them aren't a bit more studying God, but the amount of money that they give to charities and things of that nature uh they reap the rewards of those benefits because of the simple fact they are giving. And so mm-hmm. you reap those things. It's just like this. If a, I, You know what? You can love God, but if your credit is bad, you have to wait for God to 
open up some doors to do some things. But if you don't love God and you have good credit, guess what? You're still going to get a house hmm. because you did That's things the right, the right way. That's powerful. <laughs> you know, it doesn't you know, have anything whether God loves you or not. It's really how you uh, lived your life. If you do your life the right way and righteousness, doing things the right way, then you'll get the right results, and God will bless you on top of that. But some people don't even love God but just do stuff right and and reap the benefits of that. So God had to say, son, it ain't that I love nobody more. They just did things better than you did. So, <laughs> so the bottom line is that, yeah, it's hard. To, to love at times, but just like uh, Colette said, you know, when you see the opportunities and the chances after chance after chance that God has given you and still loves you, it just will seem unfair for you not to love people in spite of what they've done. And so mm-hmm. I've made up in my mind that I don't hate anyone. I love everyone. Now, you know what? I'm just like anybody else. I'm like, God, you should have got them. But you never know just because a person has something what they're dealing with on the inside. Because you would think Michael Jackson had everything in the world. But the bottom line, he was tormented as well. And Mm -hmm. see, when you you don't have that, that God, that God in you, then the bottom line is that you can have all these materialistic things but tortured on the inside. And can't sleep and can't rest and can't figure out why is Mm -hmm. it uh, Mm -hmm. that I can't have this sense of peace. Because it's the love Mm -hmm. of God that gives you that peace. And so Mm -hmm. uh, the bottom line is that if you find yourself uh, not loving someone uh, the way that you probably should, then you have to go and do a God check. Because the God that I serve gives you that love that surpasses all understanding. So that means, without a shadow of a doubt, that you have to go back and get closer to God because there is no reason why, regardless of what anyone has done to you, why you can't love them because it's all it's a process. But the bottom line is that I understand that the main thing got to be the main thing, and that main thing is God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. (laughs) That is so real. Seriously. You know, um, you said something very, very powerful, and I don't know if you really realize how true it is as far as following the principles of the Bible. Most wealthy people follow the principles that are in the word of God, even if they don't follow the God of the principles. Seriously, it's an amazing thing. i got to jump for just a minute, you guys. Carry on this conversation, please. You know what? I want to say, D, you know what? That's powerful what you just said, and I'm glad that you did say it. It doesn't matter because if a person got good credit but they don't have love, they're going to still get that house. Right. And, you know, that's powerful. You know what I'm right. saying? That's powerful because so many times we walk around, I know that I have, and I've said to myself, man, how can people be so hateful? And still walk around and reap the benefits, it seems, in a harvest of good things. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And that's powerful because I'm, I promise you something. I remember when I first got saved, I don't know why I thought God's love was only for me. God's, he, he, um, God's deliverance was only for me. God's healing was only for me. I did. And I, I didn't even realize that I was selfish. I thought because I prayed all the time and I was before God all the time and I was laid out all the time and every time the church door opened and it was a revival, we were there. And then when I began to see good things still happen for people that didn't go to church, didn't pray at all, didn't do anything, and I wonder, how can you bless them, Lord? How are they being blessed? And then we're still going through over here, and I've been to church every Sunday. And that's when he had to get me straight to say, see, that's why you're not blessed. When you can ask that question, then you have, there's some things deeper inside of you than what you can possibly ever imagine. So the just falls, look, what they say, the rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. Yes, it and does. good things, yes, that look, and bad things do happen to good people. And that's one mm-hmm. thing that I did have to realize. And like you're saying, when it still all comes down to it is, I don't know. I need somebody to tell me. Because all my life I've always had compassion. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for that. I'm going to truly say that that's a gift. And I've always loved people, spite of. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not bragging. Thank you, Jesus. And as much as I've tried so many times in my life, on my journey, in my life after these 52 years, I've wondered, how come it's so hard for me just to hate people? And so as soon as I feel it rise in my soul, I have to tell the Lord, remove it. That's a luxury that I cannot afford. Mm. So it just, it does amaze me how people can walk around and have so much animosity in their hearts and don't even think about it. But it, but when it comes to me, it will bother me and grieve me to death. But some see, people but you don't have to bother understand them at all. the call that's on your life. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's so often we, we judge other people, you know, by what their lifestyle is and what have you, but you 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 cannot you you cannot mix apples and oranges. Let me put it that way. Something happened the other day in in the store, and my husband had a reaction to it. And I had to look at him and say to him, "But you're supposed to be a child of God. You're saved. They're not, or or we don't know if they are or not because this is a total stranger. So you know you already know the unsaved is going to do what the unsaved is going to do. But those that have a relationship with God, it, it's like the word say, when you know better, you're supposed to do better." So we are, I, I know I've, I've had that same issue, Tanya, because I'm like, Father, it just seems like I'm held to a higher standard where, you know, I can blink and I get a, a conviction because of it. You know, there's not condemnation, but there is a conviction. Okay? All right? And then other people can just go and cut somebody out and keep going and look like it don't even phase them. But because of the call on my life, because of the call on your life and on DL's life, that we are held to a higher standard. You know, God expects more out of us. Think about your child. It's like my, somebody can do the same thing that my child does, and I'll look at them and be like, mm, okay, you know that was wrong, you know, but, you know, and you need to correct it. But my child, I'm going to be all over them because you know you know better. You know I've taught you better. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like you have a completely yeah, different reaction to, it. reaction to it. 
okay? Because you belong to me. You're mine, and I know what I put in you, so I expect more out of you. God looks at us the same way. He looks at us the same way. You know, I've invested much in you. I expect you to have more coming out of you because I know what I put in you. That's powerful. That is so powerful what you just said. Because we're held at a higher standard. I'm like you. I'm like you, Elder. I'm like, Lord, you don't let me get away with nothing. I'll be walking out the store with the bottom of the water on the bottom of the basket, and I'll be thinking, that's you. Ooh, we another blessing. And here you are telling me, you know that ain't your blessing. If you don't turn around and put that water back, you're going to be cursed. And then I see people don't even ring up. Yeah. And I see people walk out with five slap plaques of water and put it in their trunk like, ooh, we another blessing. <laughs> If you really are, I mean, little thing. I never will forget this. And I read this once, and I had to crack. I don't know if I read it or I heard her say it, but I had to crack up when I heard it because I had gone through the same thing. Juanita Bynum said one day she was like went, going to her car, you know, from the soup, the supermarket or whatever, and she was gonna leave the basket, you know, by the car. And God made her go put the basket in the in the cart thing because and, and it was like because she was held at a higher standard and I, I cracked up when I heard it because I I have to go through that same thing. It's like you can't just leave it out in the open. Certain just stupid little things like that. You know, it's like no 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 you know better. You know better. It's like, oh for real <laughs> you know, sometimes you just want to be like, can I just get away with something? But no. I remember the very first time my daughter did school, she got caught. And she was just amazed, like, how I get caught the first time? Because it's not meant for you to do that. So God is not even going to play with you and let you go do that. Therefore, you're exposed as soon as it happens. I'm scared to do anything out there in the open. I, I'm serious. I, I see some of the things that these people be doing, and they be like, oh, so you got more nerve than me because I know, first and foremost, that the enemy is standing there lurking, just waiting to find something to expose on me. And the second thing is, is because, God, I know you've called me to a higher standard, and you are going to deal with me right there, right there. So, you know, it, it's just, but again, how do we embrace that? You know, we have to get to a place, as D.L. was sharing, you know, where you allow God to tell you and minister you, and you don't get stuck in that place looking at, well, why are they getting blessed, and why are they doing this, and why is that happening over there when I'm struggling? You know, when you, get, when you boil it down and you realize, God, you know what, I go through testings. I go through hard times, but the struggle is not mine because whatever I've needed, you have provided. I was thinking about this just the other day. I was like, you know, I I know I'm starting a new business, and I see the hand of God on it, and I have no doubt of the blessing that's going to come from it, financially um, being able to be a blessing and hire other people and what have you. But I had to stop and think of all that I've walked through to get to today. You know, to get to this point, I had to to realize, you know what, God, I've been homeless, but I've never slept outside. I've not always had to eat what I wanted to eat, but I never went hungry. 
Not always not able, able to go able to to Bergdorf Goodman or, or Nordstrom or, or you know or, or even Macy's. Or even you know, sometimes I have gone to the Goodwill and to the thrift store, but I ain't never been naked. That's powerful. That's powerful. When you stop and you think about it. It's like I can't say that I struggle as I heard some struggle. I can say I've walked through some things. But God, yes. you but have God yet been faithful, yet through, been it faithful all. through it all. Powerful. Powerful. That's powerful, Elder. That you is know. so powerful. So we, we, we so have we, to take we, our we eyes off of who's doing what. Like DL said, you don't know, you don't know who ran awake at night, who has no key. Because the outside may look real pretty, and the inside is dead man's bones. You got a pretty stone in front of your crypt. Okay, but inside it's dead. dead. So we have to get to that place of of loving in spite of. That is so powerful. powerful. That is being said double. I don't know if anybody else hearing that. Yeah, that's deep. That's yes, powerful. I, I, I do. I, I, somebody's either on a speaker or on YouTube. I hear it. I, that's powerful. But yeah, yeah, it's that real. is so powerful. It, it, that it is, is real. real. <laughs> it is real. Seriously. Wow. It is. You know. So and then you have to stop and think. Okay, so would you rather trade places? I mean, think no, about no. It. Because when we're young, think about it now. When we're young. And, and immature and don't realize what we know today, we would think that, you know, well, if you just give me the money, I'm good. Everything else is going to be all right. It's going to fall in line. I don't care what I got to go through to get it. Just give me the money. And it's all cool. Cam, I know you know, okay? I, I, you know I because that's our immature mindset. But once you get out there and you've gone through what you've gone through, just to get the money, she'll be like, you know what? I tell you what, God, just give me my peace of mind. I'm all right. <laughs> okay? I'm right? Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't want to trade places with you just because you seem to be bling-blinging. Like, no, that, that's okay. I've been around so much money for so long and seen how miserable the people are that have it. But I got to Amen. a place that you know what, Daddy. Yeah, we we good, <laughs> we good. I know there's some things that I would really love to do that I might not have been financially able to do, but that's okay, okay? Because I would not trade the peace that I have within because of the love of God for me for all the on. money in the world. Silver that's and powerful. gold. That's mm. not what it's about. You just gave me chills. Ooh, that's powerful right there. That is so powerful. That is so wow, because I have been, I've seen a lot. I'm like David now. I was young, and now I'm old. Yet, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor see begging bread. I'm there. Amen. That's powerful, mm-hmm. Elder. So, D.L., I have a question for you, because you have 
taken the opportunity and have been given the opportunity to take some of your hurts and your pains and your trials and your tribulations and kind of flip the script on them and use them in your your comedy routines and stuff. But how has love um, played a part in your ability to be able to do that? Love is the very foundation of my essence, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, if you talk with, uh, I, I would say, 85% of the comedians, most of their com- most of their comedy comes from uh, a place of hurt, which uh, we flip it. We uh, have uh, this sense, or I would say a gift, that God gives us to look at things differently. No matter how tragic something may be, uh, we can find the humor in it. And I think that's what uh, keeps us. Um, at the place of um, being, uh, for lack of a better word, happy. Uh, But if you look at it, just look at it. If you look at most comedians that have done any type of role, they're funny, but look at them in drama roles and see how excellent they are. Mm. They are better Mm. at drama than they are at comedy because they can channel that tragicness in there, look at Robin Williams. As funny as he was, mm. his best movies yeah. weren't the ones that he was funny in. The best movies That's were true. the ones where he was really serious. Yes. Jim Carrey, who's ridiculously funny. Some of his best movies are the drama movies he's done, like The Majestic. You know, uh, the mm-hmm. you know when he was uh, the the guy on TV. Even when he was funny in them, the drama is what got people, the seriousness of it. Uh, you have most mm-hmm. uh, comedians, they deal with drug problems, overdosing, alcohol addiction, because they're trying to suppress these demons. The mm-hmm. only thing that keeps you and what they have to find out, if you notice most of them, they begin to turn to God. Because the simple fact is that it's the love of God that keeps even our gift channel where love overtakes instead of the depression because it's easy uh, to go there because that's where your how can I say this without it sounding too bad <laughs> you have to have God in your comedy because the source of your comedy comes from a bad place the only way you come out of it is to have the love of God. Because when you keep getting your source, it's from a bad place. Wow. So you have to have a good place, or you have to have God that brings you from that place that you go to bring others to make them laugh. God takes the very thing, because it doesn't make any sense, and I understand this, because I said this is the type of God we, we serve. God will tell you to go and open up a donut shop in a city where people hate donuts just okay. to prove he's God. What a sense of humor. So God takes the funniest comedians, have them to go to a bad place to get that stuff just to entertain others that's been through this thing but helps them see it differently. Mm. So we have to have so much love for even people that have done us wrong 
Deep. to slip that thing because people are hurting and they've been through something. How can you possibly make adultery funny? But it's possible wow. because I have. How Powerful. can you make someone leaving you and hurting you and really destroying you funny? But I have. See, these dark, these dark and down places, God just uses you as a vessel in order to bring somebody else out of their prison. That's what made Paul so effective. Because even when Paul was in prison, he was able to send a word or a letter to deliver other people out of their prison. So to me, that's why he was so effective. Because even in his mess, he was still able to send the word. And that's what makes us effective witnesses of God and ministers of God. Because if all if 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 you be honest, Colette. Tanya, if you honestly, just be honest, you got some hell going on in your life, but that can't stop you from not coming on this radio show, radio show and giving other people life. It can't stop you That's from ministering the witnesses. Tanya just said it. Said, you know what, well, I need this money to survive because this is our livelihood. But God says not so. You got to show love at this particular point in your life, regardless of what Powerful. you're dealing with. This woman needs to come out of her head. So forget what you're dealing with because you're held to a higher standard. You've accepted the call. So I'm not concerned about your money situation. I'm concerned about a soul situation. Go back and hug the woman regardless of what she owes you. And I dare you to act funny because she owes you something. That's powerful. Because you got to answer to me now. So, so the bottom line is that we have to answer to God. It doesn't matter what any, yeah. anybody else does. We have to ask to God for the gift that he's given us because our gift is to deliver people out of their mess. It ain't about us. It's about them. Amen. Whoo, D, I tell you, you need to get back up in the pulpit. You didn't stay away too long. <laughs> <laughs> you got me over here, look. I'm glad I ain't got my lashes on today because I'm so crying. Okay, I'm oh, looking like Tammy Faye Baker. With my makeup right oh, now. No. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. oh, God, rest her soul. I'm sorry. You know what? That's so real. You know something else, though, that dropped in my spirit, too, and, and I meant to mention it earlier. But one of the things that we can never forget, we, we talk about taking the God factor out of a situation. In your situation, Tanya, you were thinking your mind is focused like this is my livelihood and this person owes me money. But God is saying, I thought I was your livelihood. I thought I was your source. Right. So what does it matter what some physical human being owes you if I am your source, if I am the one that gives you life, okay, that sustains you, that keeps you, that provides for you, then why would you trade what I am to you for what somebody else can't do for you? That's probably You know what I'm saying? So no, it's like hear. you know when we get to when we got when we get to that place where we allow the cares of this world to halt us and hold us back from showing forth the love of God to whomever, then we're in a messed up place, and we have That's to recognize powerful. that. We That's have powerful. to recognize that. You know that is so who powerful. Is your source? Who takes and, and care I wanna, of you? I wanna, who supplies all wanna, of your needs? I want to say this, ladies, because I, I think several weeks ago, 
I told you about the boss lady that fired me because I wouldn't sleep with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She has been she has been calling me. So my thing is, at first I said, you know what? I'm not what what would she has to what would she be calling me? So you know what? When she calls, you know me. I'm just as crazy. I'm like, what in the world would you possibly calling me for? You done fired me. You done bamboozled me. You done hoodwinked me. But guess what? I still love you regardless. So I don't know why in the world you be. Don't be calling me by no passwords. I don't know no passwords. And she just laughing. She said, you know what? You are amazing. I was just calling you because I wanted to pass your resume on to some people that I know. Because you're truly, truly uh, a good person. I said, well, feel free to do so. And she said, she said to me, if you put me down as a reference, I would be happy to give you rave review. Wow. On what you're doing. Making your so what enemy I'm saying is that regardless of what anybody does to you, love them through their process because you have no idea what they're going through. And even though she was wrong, we're still held to a higher standard, regardless of what. Yes, I'm still, I'm still trying to find consistent work. So, so the 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 bottom line is that, but I wasn't going to ignore a phone call. I was going to talk with her and deal with her and let her know that you know what, hey, you know what, I love you, God loves you, it's all good. I'm. I'm fine because what you did, mm-hmm. you weren't my source anyway. God is my source. Yes. And so if I can even believe that, it doesn't matter what you do because the simple fact is that the enemy uses who he want to use, how he want to use, when he want to use them, if you allow it. Mm-hmm. So the bottom mm-hmm. line is that I'm not even looking at you. I'm looking at the spirit that was behind it. And so mm-hmm. everybody has a process. So here's the deal. We all have made some – we all have done some things that we haven't had – we had no business doing. So, don't you want forgiveness? See, the problem is we measure Absolutely. what a person done to us more heavily than we what we've done to someone because we have a tendency of justifying what we've done. But it doesn't matter because if sin is sin, like the Bible says, then it doesn't matter what a person does. Forgive them, move on, and love them as if nothing Amen. has ever happened because that's what God does for you. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Every day. Every day, every day, what God does for us. He throws it in the sea of forgetfulness, and guess what? He never bring it back up. Thank you. Now you might bring it back up, but he don't. Thank you, mm. Jesus, that he he don't. <laughs> mm. I, know, I know my pa- back up. pastor says, you know, you be going to God, trying just snotting and talking about stuff, and he be looking at you, going, "What are you talking about?" Right, <laughs> you know, because you done went twenty years ago, and please forgive me and all of this. And he's looking at you, going, "What are you talking about?" Because he has thrown it in the sea of forgetfulness. It's gone. That's powerful. It's gone, and we That's have powerful. to release it. We have to release it. You know, this has been yeah. good. This has been really. Good. It has been good, and you know what? I would just, I really want to thank Dee. Pastor D.L., because I'm going to tell you something. I could still lack understanding, even though I know I love and I know God. Why did I have to turn around? But he, you what? just answered everything for me because it was about her deliverance. Because he's already taken me to that level. 
and he wants her to go mm-hmm. to that level. So she can yeah. pass it on to someone else. So when he puts her in position, then she mm-hmm. can go forth in that. And that and is, man, D, that's beautiful. And guess what, Tane? The woman knows she owes you money. But we mm-hmm. have done such a bad job, and I'm talking about we as Christians, preachers, all of us, have done such a bad job of giving Christians a bad name. Now, she knows she owes you money. But for you to turn back around and open your arms, it makes her look, it sows the seed that some Christians are different. That's mm-hmm. their Oh, wow, that's kosher. Woo, you going to start? Woo, I almost start speaking. And that, that's right there in itself. Because the bottom line is that we're always so concerned about saving the masses. But what people don't realize is that families start churches. So when you have a dysfunctional family, it makes up dysfunctional churches. So if we can handle the dysfunction in one family, then we can start changing the church. So what you did was you went back and you sowed a seed, a positive seed into a family Hallelujah. so that they're no longer Thank dysfunctional. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo, you're going to start me to shouting mm-hmm. up in here. That's powerful right there, D. That's, That's powerful. Real. That's real. We That's good. have to do a better job of discombobulating the dysfunctions that's happening in people's lives because we're seeing it. The enemy is running rapid. Police killing, killing people. And so there's a lot of hate that goes on. But what we have to realize is just like you did. Can I pray for you? Yeah, you knew he had a problem. You knew he was racially profiling you when he follows you and turned around. But the bottom line is that when you go and sow a seed, he said thank you. Because the simple fact is that he recognized that I was racially profiling this woman, that all she wanted to do was love me and trigger me towards God. Now, that seed you showed him, he's going to think twice before he ever does that again. He may never do it again because of that experience that he had. I'm telling you. So you just saved maybe 10,000 people's lives by just doing what God said to you do because it was the love that you had in you that overcame the hate that he had in him. Parkosha. That's powerful. That is so powerful, D. That is so powerful when you say it. That is so powerful. Yeah. Oh, wow. This really did wind up turning out being a good conversation. Wow. It did, it did. We're Thank down you. to our last you just, three you minutes. Me. So mm. give your um give your closing remarks. I'm gonna let D go first. He's been dropping the mic all day. Go ahead, D. I'm gonna <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I've been dropping the mic. It's just when something is in your spirit. Um yes. and and the bottom line is that because all my life it's it's been uh about love and, and a faith walk. And, you know, even being uh, getting ready to be 43 years old, you know, I never wanted to be a faith walker. Um, And I never wanted to, hear me when I say, I never wanted to be a faith walker because I knew it took total reliance and dependence on God. And a lot of us want to depend on ourselves to make sure we do what it is that we want to do. And so I never wanted to be in that position, but I realized that that's the position that God has me in and to love in spite of. And so what I want to say is to the people that's listening, love in spite of, because love covers 
a multitude of sin. Notice it didn't say it erases it. It covers it. Beautiful. So what has to happen is that we have to have enough people that keeps loving you over it until it actually disappears. It's almost like a burial. You know there's people that buried, you just can't see them. So therefore, they're not even affected. Love people enough to cover their sins where it's not affected. Wow. 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 That's powerful. Wow. I don't have anything to say, Elder. Just wow. I'm just (laughs) wow. He got me speechless, and you know that's hard for me, but I'm like, wow. That's just enough said. And I just pray that you can embrace the message that both Elder and Pastor D.L. have set forth today because that's powerful. And I love everybody. I'm done. Amen, amen. Well, this has definitely been a, an awesome time. Um, my prayer is that all who hear this broadcast embrace the love of God. You know, that's uh, that's my heart. That was the title of my book, Embrace God's Love. You know, it, it, no matter what you go through, if you can just get to a place where you can embrace the love of God, he will carry you through all of it, and give you the ability to love the unlovable. Because guess what? Every one of us at some point in time has been unlovable ourselves. So he gives us the ability to love the unlovable. God's commandment is to love. But how is it? how easy is it really? Without him, it is next to impossible. But with him, right. all things are possible. With him, all things are possible. So we give God the glory on today. We give him the glory. We pray that something has been said to encourage you in your journey with the Lord and to make your day brighter by knowing how much he truly loves you. You guys have a blessed week, and we will tune in with you again next week. God bless. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Goodbye. Holla. Let's keep it real